0: Father God, have your way this morning. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Change us permanently in the name of Jesus. Amen. Zebra. Cricket. Mineral. Dimity. October. Branch. Sip. Crayon. Bush, blip, almond. Have we all heard these words before? Can anyone figure out the common denominator that all these words have? They all have letters. They all have A, no, 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 no. The thing that brings all these words and puts them on a list Is that they are names that have been given to people. Yes, there is someone out there named Crayon. There is someone out there named Crayon. There is someone out there named Branch or Sip or Blip or Um. There there are people out there named these names. Mineral. Hey Mineral. What's in a name? A name is a word in which a person is known, right? They're addressed by that word. They're they're, uh, referred to by that word. Why do people insist in traumatizing their children for life? Why? Why? Hey, can you do me a favor and turn it on? My age is catching up to me. I can't see the letters in the words. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, all right, thanks. Um, (laughs) People have given some of their kids some ridiculous names. Some ridiculous names. Now, I know there's a, you know, no one wants to, everybody wants to be different and unique, and they don't want to, but come on, crayon? Really? Crayon? One, non-belie- <laughs> one non-believing couple, right, named their daughter Atheist Evolution. That's, that's her legal name, Atheist Evolution. Yeah, right? This guy named Bob Geld Geddoff, he was a singer, like I think a British singer, and his, him and his wife wanted to be created with all the names for their daughters. <laughs> and their first daughter's name was Peaches Honey Blossom Charlotte Angel. That's one name: Peaches Honey Blossom Charlotte Angel. Their second daughter was Fifi Trixie Bell. The third daughter is just Pixie. And their fourth and I don't know how to pronounce this very well, is Hirani Tiger Lily. So, in this bunch, Pixie, she lucked out. <laughs> Pixie lucked out. There's a rock star named David Bowie, and he called his son Zoe. And when Zoe was old enough, he changed his name to Duncan. He's like, I am done with this Zoe stuff. Yeah, Zoe Bowie. <laughs> Come on. You don't think when you're naming your son Zoe and your last name is Bowie that all through school they're going to make fun of him? (laughs) Zoe, Bowie, Zoe, Bowie, right? Come on. That's mean. Parents, we got to think about our children's future when we name our kids, right? Keith Richards, he was in the Rolling Stones. He named his daughters Poppy Honey and Daisy Boo. Legal, legal names. Do you guys know the comedian Jerry Seinfeld? He named his son Shepard. Yes, like the dog, Shepard. Recently, and some of you may know this, I didn't apparently, but I saw it on the internet. There's a recent secular rap artist that named his son Wave Set Cephas. Wave Set, that's his name. There are, or were, real people with names like these. To add to the list, Peanut. Toge- Do you know if someone named their child Together? That's someone's name out there. Together, Together Smith, Together Rodriguez, to- Together. Sa- Can you imagine? Together, Together. Someone named their child Hallelujah. I guess you know their mind was in the right. I mean, their heart was in the right place. But if you're running after your child throughout the whole house, someone's thinking you're praising God. Hallelujah! 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 Like, man, they're having revival in that house. No, they're just trying to chase their kid down. Okay, last one, and we guess we can get rolling into it. And this is a true story that we know of. And I didn't ask permission, but I think you'd be all right. My wife, my wife has a cousin who named his son ESPN. <laughs> his son's name is ESPN, not Espen. Because Espen would have made a little more sense. Like, oh, you know, be clever with the word, with the letters. and, and you, No, it's not Espen. It's ESPN because he loves sports. Now this poor kid's going to be... ESPN for the rest of his life, unless like Bowie or Zoe, he decides to change his name when he's older. Man, he can. He can get a bunch of stuff with all his name on it. (laughs) We may not realize it. We may not realize it right now, but especially in these times, right, in today's times, We may not feel that names are are as, as important as they are. Names were important in the Bible, right? Every name had a meaning. Every name meant something. People like Sarai, Abram, and Simon, they changed their names to indicate something significant. In 1 Samuel 25, Abigail tells King David, my husband's name is fool. That's why he is the way he is. His name was Nabal, right? And Nabal translates to fool. So it's not that she was just calling her husband a fool for no reason. Wives, don't do that. She called him a fool to save his life because King David was was about to kill him. And so she was like, My husband's just an idiot. Don't kill him. Hey, that's the only time, wives. The only time. The only time. But the most significant name of all is the name of Jesus. Today we begin a series called Power. I'm excited. I'm excited. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. <laughs> power. This is something many people want, and we want it the wrong ways. We want the wrong versions of it. But we are gonna be talking about power power that is designed for you to have access to. Like you have access to this power, and there's different aspects. Where we can access the power of God. And today we are going to be focusing on the power of the name of Jesus. Because we do believe that there is an immeasurable power in the name of Jesus. That's what we believe. We believe that. So if you can, turn with me to 2nd. Uh, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All of that in the name of Jesus. Can you picture this? Can you picture this? One day, one day, everything, everyone, good, bad, holy, evil, angelic, demonic, everything, Every being, every spirit, everything will one day bow in the name of Jesus. The thing is, this some will bow out of love for Jesus, and some will bow out of fear. But it will be evident to all creation, the power of Jesus Christ. And this power is available to you. Like my daughter does. Mind blown. Do you guys understand that? The same power that one day will bring everything to their needs, you have access to that power. Through the name of Jesus. Some of y'all still don't get it. But it's okay. We got like 30 minutes left. John 14, 13 to 14 says, You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I we'll do it. This is a great promise, right? Amen? Powerful promise. But what does it really mean to say in the name of Jesus? Many times, um, for those that are here long enough, we learn Christianese, and we say in the name of Jesus all the time. We say it at the end of the prayers, We say it when, you know, we're praying, we're saying, we say it all the time, right? But do we understand the the seriousness, the depth of it, the power of it, or are we using it as some means of a stamp of approval? I'm going to tell you what I mean. Father God, thank you for everything that you've done in my life. You saw that Bentley that was parked in the parking lot? Lord I want that. I need that. In the name of Jesus. Father God, you saw that new purse cost $5,000. I know some may think it's vanity, but Lord, I really need it and I want it in the name of Jesus. Lord, these sneakers just came out. I know they're $700. I know the rent is due, the mortgage is due, but I can maybe hold it off for two or three weeks if I just get these pair of shoes in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But is that what it means? Is that how we are to use the phrase in the name of Jesus? No. No in the name of Jesus, isn't some magical words, abracadabra, and all of a sudden, there you have it. It's not a magic formula that you just add to the back of every sentence and be like, okay, I'm good now. It's not something where you just, you don't feel well, you just say it, just to say it, and you think automatically things change because you've just mentioned it. We can't just pray whatever we want and add it at the end and expect our prayers to be answered because we use the right formula. <laughs> this made me laugh because, I, 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 I mean, this is, this is, I know it's, it's, it's a visual illustration kind of thing here, but this is what it really looks like to God, like when we do things like that. We're praying, Lord, this Bentley, Bentley, Bentley. And he's like, nope, 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 can't do it, can't do it. You don't even tithe. I mean, how, you, how do you expect me to bless you? Right? You don't, even, you don't even give to the needy. You don't even take care of the people. And, then, and he don't, he's over here like, nope, 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 nope. Lord, and in the name of Jesus. Oh, well, I guess I got to do it now. Is that, is, that, is that God's reaction? When we're asking for something, I need this God. And he's, no, 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 you don't need that. You definitely don't need that. You definitely don't need that. You haven't been faithful in the small things. In the name of Jesus, oh, I guess I got to do it now. Well, I, being God, had already said no, but since you said in the name of Jesus, I guess I just have to do what you say now. Are we, are we understanding something right now? Are, we, are, you, are you seeing the foolishness of us adding a phrase at the end of something, expecting it just to be hocus-pocus, abracadabra. This approach only leads to disappointment. Because What happens is we pray. Now, before you guys, you know, if anybody's watching is about to log off, we do pray in the name of Jesus. All right, I'm going to get to that. Just, just, we're getting there, we're getting there. But can you imagine we pray and we say, Lord, I need this, or can you do this for me, or whatever, and we we say in the name of Jesus, and then it doesn't happen in our life. He doesn't answer our prayer. It doesn't go the way we want. And what's the first thing we do? (sighs) Ah, God didn't do this for me. God didn't answer my prayers. God, is there a God. Oh, he must not care for me. He must not love me. And it goes down in that rabbit hole. Some people have gone down the rabbit hole, right? Some people have gone down the rabbit hole where first it's like, uh, I'm not so happy. Then it's, I'm really not happy. Then it's, he doesn't love me. And then it's, um, is there a God? And then before you know it, you're down deep in the rabbit hole. Of course it didn't work because in the name of Jesus, it's not just a stamp. Approval. So, how does this work? What does it mean? How can I ensure that I access the power of Jesus, of Jesus' name, the way that God wants me to? I'm glad you guys asked all those questions. We're gonna answer that today. First, we need to understand that using the name of Jesus is an acknowledgement that you are a, represent, a representative of Jesus Christ. The first thing you have to understand about using that phrase or to pray in the name of Jesus, to access power in the name of Jesus, is that when you use that, when you say that, you are acknowledging that you are a, represent, a representative of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 3, right, Peter and John um, are going to the temple, right? And as they're going to the temple, they see a man that's been crippled for what? Anybody remember? His whole life. His whole life. Go ahead, Chris. His whole life. He's been crippled his whole life. And then they walk by, right? <laughs> and, and they, you know, they, they pretty much, you know, uh, they pray for him. And we're going to read the verse later on. But they pray for him in the name of Jesus. And he's healed. And it stirs the people up. It stirs him up. People have been walking by him for years. People have been walking over him for years. Perhaps there was someone nice that was bringing him coffee in the morning, right? I don't know. But the case was that he was there for, for, for years. Some people say 40 years. Some people say 40 years. We, we, don't, we don't really have an exact way to figure that out. But he's been there for a long time. And all of a sudden, people are like, hey, 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 hey. Isn't that, isn't that, what's his name? You know, you know. No, I don't know. The, 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 the cripple dude, the guy was always at the, oh, you're right. Wait, how are he you walking? I don't know. Uh, somebody said something about healing him. Wait, what? Let's go find out. It was causing the people to stir up. It was causing curiosity. People wanted to know what happened, who did this, how did they do this, and people were gathering together. Crowds gathered together, and the apostles took the opportunity at this, oppor- this moment to do what? To preach the gospel. Not to take credit for themselves, but to preach the gospel. The next thing you know, here comes the captain of the guard. Here comes the, the, the priests and the Sadducees, and Peter and John are arrested. These religious authorities are faced with, with the, the fact that, that there was an actual miracle that happened. This isn't going in their favor, right? They want to shut these guys down. They don't want them talking. They don't want them preaching. They don't want them walking in the area. They don't want them around, and here they go and heal a crippled man that had been there for all his life. This is not going well for them. They don't want to see this. It doesn't help them, you know? And so they threaten them. They threaten Peter and John. Acts 4, 18, this is what they're saying, right? They say, they, so they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Notice that when they preached, they did so in the name of Jesus. They didn't just preach the gospel and then put a little stamp of approval at the end in the name of Jesus. Are we understanding the difference? Yeah. There's a big difference here. Because someone can come up here and say a bunch of words and at the end say in the name of Jesus. Or someone can actually be speaking a message in the name of Jesus. Let's take a look. At how this works. Remember, they're preaching, they're preaching in the name of Jesus, meant that they, they were preaching as his representatives. So let's take a look. I can't just go up to Jose, you, and be like, Jose, put your hands in the air, turn around, put your hands behind your back. I'm arresting you in the name of the president of the United States. Jose's going to look at me, and he's going to be like, uh, I think pastors finally lost it. <laughs> He's lost it, and the reason why I can't do that is that I am not a representative of the president of the United States. I cannot go to someone and say, in the name of the president, I'm going to do this. The president doesn't even know who I am, so therefore, I cannot be his representative. Go on somewhere with this. The same principle is found in Acts 19, 11 through 16. I kind of like this story. I like this story. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their disease, and evil spirits were expelled. Now, before I continue... PSA, public service announcement. There are people in today's day that are trying to sell tissues, aprons, cloths, uh, holy water bottles. They're trying to sell all sorts of things, telling you that if you were to purchase this and put it on your head or wherever it hurts, or again, that you will be healed. And, um, yeah, that's, that's don't, don't spend your money, please. Please don't do that. We don't believe in that. Um, and, and it's sad how people are taking advantage of people that really do need a miracle in their lives. Um, but those people will have to make an, uh, give an account to God one day. But just so you know, like I said, there's power in the name of Jesus. You don't need a cloth. You don't need a handkerchief. You don't need any of that. So where were we? God gave Paul the power to... Okay. So then a group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, (laughs) saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, you know, whom Paul preaches... To come out, seven sons, seven sons of Skiva, a leading priest, were doing it. Uh, uh, seven sons of Skiva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, "Hmm, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you?" The <laughs> funny thing is this: Can you imagine this? This this is. The the demonic spirit inside this man that is speaking to these seven sons of Sceva, right? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them. How many sons were there? Oh, seven. Okay. So this one man leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. I know that, um, that you know, um, some people are, are fascinated with the learning of, of the demonic and the, and the spiritual and the characteristics of both and so forth. Just, just a side note, we see here that a, a, a demon-possessed individual can have an abnormal strength, right? Um, and so we've seen that in the past. We see it in the Scriptures here. And so it's, it's something that actually does exist. And that's more reason, more reason to not be like these sons of Sceva. <laughs> to think that, well, he said this, so let me just say the same and think I'll be cool. The Lord is doing supernatural things to Paul, right? Paul is going around. He's healing people. Everyone is seeing this. The seven sons of Sceva are like, oh, snap. Did you see Paul, what Paul just did? Did you just see what Paul did? Yo. You know, he's casting demons out. They must have been like, yo, this is amazing. I want to do that. How did he do that? I don't know. I mean, I I did hear him say in the name of Jesus. Okay, bet. Let's go. Let's go cast some demons out. We just got to make sure we say in the name of Jesus at the end of it. Well, you know how that ended up for them. (laughs) They got their butts whooped. Exactly, motives. We can truly learn from this passage because we see first we see that um, the phrase that when we use in the the phrase of in the name of Jesus, (laughs) we better make sure that we are actually actually representing his interests. If we are a representative of an individual, then everything that we say and everything that we do is a reflection. Of that individual's interest, not mine. I can't say I claim that Bentley, since we're using Bentley. I just I'm gonna stick to it, right? We can't claim the Bentley in the name of Jesus, right? Which leads to another thing we're not gonna go into right now. But this whole there is also another wave hitting the body of Christ, of naming something and claiming it in the name of Jesus, okay? First of all, if anyone deserves this name and claim thing, if it existed, it would be many of the Christians in third world countries, because unfortunately, they put us to shame in their love for God. Um, and, that's why, and that's why, again, we're gonna, you know, we, I can't wait to get started on our missions trip. Nathaniel just came back from Africa. When, when we go to these countries where they have less than us and we see how much more they love God and how much more faithful they are, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know i told this before, we went to Honduras and we were driving up the mountain. You know how it is, right? All around, around, around so we get to the top. There was a woman in the bottom bottom, with baby, a baby, a a toddler, another toddler, and carrying a bag, and we just passed her thinking she was going somewhere else. And that evening, she walks into the service. She had taken the whole day to walk up the mountain to come to church at night. And unfortunately, we live in a time, where, in society where we don't even want to get out of bed sometimes to come to church, when we could drive here. We can't just name and claim it. If that that existed, then they definitely deserve it more than we do. But it doesn't work this way. We just can't name and claim things. If we do that, whose interests are we representing? (laughs) Our own, not his. Because many times when we name and claim things, it's something that you want. (laughs) Right? Just because you're... Lusting and desiring that vehicle, that material thing, that dream, whatever the case may be, it doesn't necessarily mean that God wants that for you. We also learn that our representation of Christ is based on relationship. I said I couldn't go to Jose and be like, I rest you in the name of the president because, number one, I don't even know the president. He doesn't know me. I can't go and represent him somewhere if we've never even met. There are are some people that want to use in the name of Jesus and don't even know who Jesus is. There's no relationship. You don't spend time with him. And yet you want to start saying in the name of Jesus, in the name, but you don't know him. He don't know you. Y'all don't talk. Y'all don't chill. Y'all don't call each other up. There's no relationship. There's commitment in relationship. There's loyalty in relationship. There's a and, and there's a phenomenon around, uh, across the, the, the whole for sure, at least in this country, especially after COVID, where where is the commitment and loyalty of the Christian people? You're not committed to lighthouse, you're not being loyal to lighthouse. We're being committed and loyal to our relationship with Christ. There's no relationship. You guys know what it is when you're seeing somebody, you're dating someone, you want to be with them all the time. Oh, they're going to be at this party? Oh, I'm there. Wait, wait, who's going to be where? Yo, 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 let me me get an invite. Let me be your plus one, your plus two. Come on. Let me go. Always wanting to be in the presence of that person. Are we in a relationship with Christ? Are we desperately seeking to want to be in the presence of Christ? But then we'll throw in the name of Jesus and expect him to do something for us. The sons of Sceva made a mistake thinking that it was just a formula saying the name of Jesus when they had no relationship with Jesus. No relationship means no authority. No relationship means no power. The second point to access the power of Jesus' name is if I ask in the name of Jesus, I will ask according to his will. Again, because I'm a representative of him. So if I'm saying in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be asking for something according to His will and His interest. 1 John 5:14 to 15 says, "And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him and that pleases him. And since we know He hears us, when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. We have to pray according to the will of God. We have to, church. We have to pray according to his will. The thing is that many people want to focus on the last couple lines of this verse. So let me see. Um, That he will give us what we ask for. Okay, we don't need the rest. We don't need the rest. Yo, did you know the Bible says that he'll give you everything you ask for? That's a lie and that's deceptive. And then you set someone... Don't tell nobody that, please. You be setting them up for a very strong disappointment that could cause them their belief in Christ. Totally. You tell someone, God will give you whatever you want. They finally make themselves vulnerable to give their lives to Christ. And then when they're not getting everything they want, then they said this whole thing was a lie. And then they turn their backs, and they don't want anything to do with God ever again because they were misled from the beginning. We turn around. We want to focus on the last part. He will give us what we ask for, and we say, he'll do it, he'll do it, he'll do it, but then get angry when he doesn't. Whose interests do you really have in mind? That's the key here. That's the key. Third point, if I'm representing the Lord Jesus Christ and his interests, the name of Jesus gives me access to all the power and authority of heaven to back me up. If we are truly being a representative of Christ, if we are looking out for his interests and not ours, he's going to back you up with the power an authority of heaven. So let's say I'm using somebody else. Let's say I go up to Manny, right? I was like, Yo, Manny, I saw you smack that dude. Guess what? Put your hands up in the air. I mean, put, turn around, put your hands behind your back. I'm arresting you right now. Manny's gonna be like, Nope, not today. Not today. I'm not gonna do it. But if I'm Officer Vicente Diaz with the PPD and I say the same thing, it's going to be a little different. <laughs> it's supposed to be a little different. <laughs> supposed to be a little different. I picked the wrong example. Manny, <laughs> repent, repent, Manny. <laughs> so, so, so it's supposed to be different. Instead of, you know, no, it's going to be like, something a little different. My bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You weren't there. He had it coming. You don't realize it. This is not like, you, you know, everything else, everything else. Why? Because when I went as myself, just any other person looked up and down, like you have no authority. But when the police officer shows up, Guess what? He sees the uniform representing the, the, uh, the, the legal authority. He sees the gun that represents the power to back up the legal authority, right? And so what happens is the response is different. Are we getting that part? Are you understanding this? Sons of Sceva had no authority They were not not, uh, uh, praying in the name of Jesus because they had relationship with Jesus. They were not praying in the name of Jesus because they had his best interest in mind. They were praying in the name of Jesus because they thought it was a formula. They thought it was the hocus pocus word, abracadabra, that things would just happen. So what happens is they got their butts whooped because they had no power and no authority. Many times we are praying, church, and we are not seeing the power or authority come to pass in our lives because we have no relationship. We have no authority. We have no power because we don't know Christ. Come on now. You got to know Him. Relationship. You got to want what He wants. And then, guess what? <laughs> Cause I... let, me, let me think this over. Okay. I'm getting hyped now, so I'm a little loud. But sometimes people think that you have to be loud all the time to mean something when it comes to the evangelical world, right? Um, sometimes if the pastor wasn't screaming the whole service it didn't mean anything. It wasn't powerful. But let me tell you, it's not the screaming that makes it powerful. It's the backing of the authority and power of heaven that is behind the name of Jesus. So, so if I have relationship, if I have his interest in mind and not mine, and I go up to a, 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 a person that is bound, that, that is shackled, that, that is, 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 is just his life. is, And I, and I, and I pray, and, and I pray in the name. I don't have to scream at this individual. And I can say, you know what? In the name of Jesus, you can be healed today. That you be healed in the name of Jesus, and healing can occur. The, the, the tone and the volume of my voice doesn't determine how much power is going to come out at that moment. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I break some people's, like, mentality on that? Can, can I set some of y'all free on that? I yell because I just get hype. If I get hype, I'm going to be yelling. And I want y'all to get hype with me, all right? Let's do this, right? But I don't think, yeah, let's go. But I don't think that there's any more power when my voice is raised than when it's not. Because that's not what determines power. All right. I feel, I, feel like, I, feel, I feel like, you know, perhaps we're learning something today. <sighs> because it's not who I am that makes the difference when I was the police officer nor the, my regular self. It wasn't the fact that it's me that makes the difference. It's what or who I represent that makes all the difference. Are you representing Christ? Are you representing him? You can be confident that if you are representing Christ and the interests of the kingdom of God, you will have the backing of God's power and authority and nothing can stand in your way. Do you understand that? Nothing can stand in your way when we have the backing and the authority of God. So through faith, right, nothing can prevent you from achieving the will of God in your life. We see that in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? When we know what we're asking for, That when we know that what we're asking for is God's will, church, we can ask in confidence. Confidence. We read that in in John 14, 13 to 14. Remember John 13, 14? Let's read it again real quick. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So what are some of the things that he has done? That we see in the Bible that we're done in the name of Jesus. We see that signs and wonders were done in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 30, right? It says, stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, remember, just because we say in the name of Jesus is not a magical formula. See, verse 30 is the second part to a main, uh, uh, is the second part of, of the sentence that started in verse 29. 29 says, "And O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants' great boldness in preaching your word." What word? Your word. What were they doing? They were representing His interest by preaching the word of God. And with that in mind, they could continue to represent his interests by asking for signs and wonders. They weren't doing it so they can get props and they can get, like, you know, status or whatever the case may be. They were doing it because it was in his best, in the interest of God. They weren't asking for miracles so they can get all warm and fuzzy inside. It was all for God's interest. The purpose of signs and wonders, church, it's to advance the kingdom of God. Another thing we see that was done in the name of Jesus is that in the name of Jesus, there was, there was uh, healing. Acts chapter 3, verse 6, and this is the verse where Peter and, and John, they healed the crippled man. It says, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. And this guy who had never walked before got up and walked, got up and walked. The name of Jesus still brings, it brought and it still brings deliverance and healing. This man wanted money. He wanted money, right? And they're like, yo, I got nothing for you, but I'm going to give you what I got. How many of us are sharing what we have? How many of us are truly sharing with what we have? Or we rather see our friends and family crippled, crippled for the rest of their lives, crippled, not being able to walk, and eventually having to live in a, a, a death, having to, to live a death of eternity, if that makes sense to you, because... I say having to live a death in eternity is because you just won't die. It's an eternity of pain forever. Now, I remember hearing a lot of preachings about that growing up. Because I think there was a season when I was younger that the focus was, let's talk about how horrible hell is so that people will come to Christ. I believe there's a balance. I believe that you still need to know how horrible hell is. And we, we, hell wasn't designed for you and me. That's not a place that was created for us to spend our eternity. But we will spend eternity there if we do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we don't accept him with our, as our personal Lord and Savior. But that... That, I, I have a hard time that being the reason why we love God, right? Let's just love God so we don't, you know. So we have all the more reason to love God and to serve him. Because his love for us is unconditional. He'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us, he'll never abandon us. He sacrificed his only son on the cross for you and I. And today we're going to take the, communion, uh, the Holy Communion together as a remembrance of that. I love God not because I'm scared of going to hell. I love God because that's the least I can do for how much he's loved me. The name of Jesus, like I said, brings deliverance from the demonic powers. In Acts chapter 16, verse 18, it says, This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated, I read this last week, right, that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Both of these, these, the healing, and the deliverance from demons happened when the apostles were preaching the gospel. Remember, uh, they were preaching the gospel. And uh, while they were going around trying to spread the good news, Paul got sick of this demon, was like, in the name of Jesus. They were pursuing the interests of God, not their own. They were representatives of Christ in their actions, in their lifestyles. Prayers are answered in the name of Jesus. As we continue to be mindful of God's interests and not our own and you know the the one that brings the most joy to my life is that in the name of Jesus there is salvation can you guys stand with me this morning Acts chapter prayer team can you guys make your way up to the to the front Acts chapter 4 Verse 12 says, there is salvation in no one else. In no one else. Thank you. God has no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Salvation is through the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. salvation, being reconciled with God, receiving the gift of eternal life can only be obtained through Jesus Christ. Ever wonder why our prayers aren't seeming to be effective enough? And you know what? That's, that's for all of us. That's for all of us. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. Sometimes there's seasons in our walk where we're like, wait a minute. There's something different about our relationship, God. Before I used to pray. I used to hear from you. I used to, I, 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 I used to feel your presence, you know, and I, I don't feel that anymore. I don't hear from you anymore. Well, you know what the thing about God is, right? about Christ think about Christ is that he never moved. He never left. He was here the whole time. And so if we feel distant from him, if we don't hear him like we used to, if we don't feel him like we used to, then that means that what we did... Was once we were ah and then we stopped hugging them to do something real quick. And when we came back, we just stood there. And perhaps something else pulled us for a moment, but then when we came back, we were a little further. And then we got busy with something else, and you know, we came back and we were a little further. And then somebody hurt us and we come back and we're a little further. We're hurt again. We come back and we're a little further. And before you know it, before you know it, you're standing right here. And Christ is like, hey, I thought we had something going, you and I. I thought we had something special. Stop and ask yourself, am I truly a representative of Christ? Am I truly a representative of Christ? Am I speaking words that reflect that I know him? Remember we said last week, when you walk into a room, it should change the atmosphere. People should, people should feel the fact that you know him. Oh, that guy looks like a disciple of Christ. That, I, you, you, just, you just feel the difference. Are we being representatives of Christ? Do we have a relationship with him? Or are we posers? Posers. People that say, I know this guy. Yo, you know, we all know somebody like that. He just happens to know everybody. No, you don't know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. If you want Monday, I'll hook y'all up. No, you don't know him. Be quiet. We all know somebody that is a poser that just always feels like they know everybody. They don't know them. And so, what happens is, many of us are posers because we say we know Christ and we don't. But you know what the best news is? That if you don't know him, you can get to know him today. See, that's the thing about it. We just got to be honest with ourselves. Because being dishonest to ourselves, it keeps us away from him further. So if we're standing here today, or if you're watching online today, and and you are honest with yourself, and you finally come to the conclusion to be honest, you know what? I actually don't have a relationship with Christ. I actually don't. I've been going through the motions. I've been showing up. I've been clapping my hands, jumping up and down. I've been I've been going places, but I actually don't have a relationship because I'm not representing him. And the coolest thing is that the Bible says is today's a day of salvation. Today you can get to know him. Today you can be his representative. So with that said, the calling today goes across the board. The altar is open because there are some people here today that have not yet made the decision to say, Christ, I surrender my life to you. I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. But I need you to be my personal Lord and Savior. I understand that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins, even though I don't deserve it. So today, I want to give my life to you. If you haven't done that, today, there's no better day than today. There's something powerful about taking a step of faith and making your way up to the front. So today, the first call is, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I challenge you today to not leave this place without being changed. Father, you know, the needs of each and every person here you know the heart of each and every person here you know that some of us are struggling right now knowing that we should be taking a step of faith but lord our flesh is just keeping us bound in place give them the boldness and the strength right now to take a step of faith in Jesus name in Jesus name amen